welcome to Our Stranger Things Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like rooting anti-heroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And my name is Brittany Ray. I like, uh, <laughs> how old are you? I'm a 32-year-old reporter. <laughs> You're a 32-year-old what? I'm a 32-year-old artist. That's my new role. Writer and artist. I like baddest mobs and long maps. You can find me on Twitter at Abertania, where it can be found attempting to be interesting and talking about my cat and bills. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's like, ditto, but my name's Sam. (laughs) (laughs) That same thing. My name's Samantha Coley. I'm a 29-year-old news editor at Collider. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at Sam Casey's, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. Specifically right now, to topical for this podcast, Winona Ryder, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. So true. Yeah. And today we have words to say about volume two of season four of Stranger Things. Woo! It's about time. Yeah. Um, this podcast will also contain spoilers for all of season four throughout the podcast, so make sure you've seen both episodes before listening, because we're going to be talking about episode nine while we're talking about episode eight. I was like, I couldn't even tell you where they where, where they cr- split right yeah. now. <laughs> Exactly. Alright, so, um, like we did for volume one, I took notes as we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully this is everything that we wanted to talk about. Let's see what I've got here. I can't wait to see what you wrote down as we watched because, um, yeah. we actually wound up watching it twice in a day. I cried for yeah, you, the entire you cried last. cried a lot, yeah. Well, like, it's about four, it's about four hours, and for the the fourth hour I spent crying. Here's the thing. Some of these notes, I'm like, I don't even know what this means. So you guys want to talk about The first thing that I wrote for episode eight was the crap that Nancy has been through. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, because it starts with oh, her. Oh, right. Yeah. It starts with her, like, being told Vecna's backstory, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and she gets, like, attacked and, like, slammed into the, like, tattoo chair. Yeah, so I'm like, this, but then rough. also, like, all the things that she's done in the previous seasons, I'm just like, ugh. I mean, I... Poor Nancy. If I were Nancy, I too would own guns. Yeah. Right. I... The only person who's allowed to own a gun is Nancy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next note I just wrote was Jopper. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's the, when it happens, right? No. Are no. you... That's for episode that's, nine. That's the bandages. Yeah. Oh. Episode eight. Oh, yeah. I, well, I... The first thing that happens in episode nine is that they make out. Um... <laughs> Oh yeah. So I was confused by the immediate pace of the of the note. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Uh, I can't believe how many fanfic tropes we got. Oh my in god! The space of two episodes. It's the. It starts with her comfort. It starts with her comfort. It starts with her bandaging his wounds. Yeah. And like them talking, that immediately folds into the "I thought I lost you" trope. What did we ever do to deserve this? Yes. So I think we'll talk about Jopper a little bit more. When the big stuff happens. Um, but the next one I have is, how do they usually, how do they get the Demogorgon back in the cage usually? Yeah, I... Well, they have the flamethrower, so they probably intimidate it back in. Maybe. Oh. No, that's Yuri's. Oh. <laughs> but, like, maybe. Uh, who's to say they don't have flamethrowers? Yeah. They could also, like, I don't know, throw a hunk of raw meat in there after yeah. it's... Yeah. Oh. Done, just done, got its fill of live human flesh. Nothing Cute. like a hunk of raw meat <laughs> Um, the next one I have is, they got me feeling bad for a Demogorgon. It's that one Demogorgon that was, like, strapped out and getting a full autopsy Auto- done on yeah, it while like, it was alive. Dissecting it right there. Like, in the middle of a dissection, fully alive. I was glad that Hopper just killed it. Yeah, like, honestly, no, it needed to be put down. It was, it was the right choice. Yeah. Like, when it was, even Hopper is feeling bad for a Demogorgon. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, Hopper 
had mercy on me and my poor ears, because that thing was hollering. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> um, Eleven's powers are back, and she's even more powerful now, but that's annoying because now Brenner feels justified. Yeah, he, like, tortured them back into her, and I was like, I would bet you money that this is a Monsters, Inc. situation. I so wanted her, when she, like, lifts the, um, the tank or whatever, I so wanted her to crush it. Yeah, like yeah. like the Coke can. Exactly. Because they did so many cool parallels to, like, previous seasons. Mm-hmm. And they, they always do that. And so I, I thought that that would be a really cool one, but she just sets it back down, and I was like, okay, so we're gonna... Yeah, this has to build some more, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Okay. But crush it, though. <laughs> um, Will said that he wants to just play D&D and no- Nintendo forever, and I just continue to keep relating to this boy. <laughs> is no one gonna ask me what I meant by the Monsters, Inc. situation, or is that just gonna go on? Un- no, because I know... honest, I missed you saying that, so... I heard you, and it. the reason and why I didn't... Really ask- with me? Because I completely understood exactly what you were saying. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Please explain. Well, because it's like you can get power out of screams, but you get even more power out of laughter. Oh, yes. So it's like you get more. You get power out of trauma, but you get more power out of love. Yeah, I mean, like that's what I've been wanting for the ultimate end game of her defeating Vecna. And they sort of do it a little bit at the end of this season with Mike telling her to fight in, like, all the ways that he loves her. It's unfortunately really cheesy. But, like, I feel like that's the ultimate thing that they're building towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a few complaints about that, saying that, like, how come she couldn't defeat Vecna until her ex-boyfriend gave her validation or whatever? And I was like, I guess, but I really liked the moment, sometimes, so. Sometimes you also just need to be reminded, like, how powerful you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My problem with it isn't that, like, that it had to happen. Like, my problem is that it stuff between their relationship reads as cheesy to me. Mm. And I but I love that Eleven is reminded of all the people who love her. Yeah. And that gives her the strength to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that that takes anything away from but her you being could, strong. You could totally argue that Eleven demonstrated even stronger powers when she decided to bring Max back to life. Right. Honestly, yeah. So it's like, yeah, Mike had a hand in helping her like defeat Vecna, but I'm like, but it's literally like her love for Max. I'm also just like super over the concept of the hero needing to be like singularly strong all the time and like carry the entire burden on their own back. Because like, like sure, it's cheesy that it's Mike, but like it's Eleven shouldn't have to defeat him all by herself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's too much pressure to put on a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that and, perspective a lot, actually. Yeah, because yeah. like, then my next thing is like, well, no one else can help her because she's the only one with powers, but then this is a fictional show and you could write another person with powers so that she wouldn't need help. Or not even- my, Or not so even, that she wouldn't need help. Not even that another person with powers, but just that her- Having so many people that love her and care about her and support her gives her the strength Mm. to defeat the evil. Because so often in, like, sci-fi media and stuff, especially in the last, like, ten years, the the hero is, like, a lone person who is, like, just so isolated and they have, like, shut up. The people win these kinds of fights because of the love and support of the people who surround them. You can say Marvel, it's okay. I could say Marvel, I could say Harry Potter, I could say The Hundred. Like, people don't win just because they're the chosen one, you know? The grimdark storytelling is, uh, it's in its over era. Yeah. Also, we slid past it, but I did want to mention, um, I thought it was dope that they sort of riffed off of Alien 3 in Russia with all the Demogorgons in it. Who's cool. an alien three? Uh, Winona Ryder is an alien. 
Yeah. Well, she's in Alien. Is that Alien? It's Resurrection. It's she's in Alien. She's in one of them. Yeah, one of those aliens. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of those alien. Guys. Okay. I'm excited to talk about this. Too so bad. Daily. <laughs> so daily. Daily said, Mom, I want to talk about Stranger Things. Let's go. The Mike and Will conversation. Yes. Oh my god, my heart. I fully cried. Um, oh, there, yeah. There were, like, once we got to, like, sorry, you guys, um, but we, we're gonna... I'm not sorry. It's a treat to get to hear a little puppy have a nice time. I want to say that, like, for the past, like, for the last, like, 45 minutes, obviously I was bawling my eyes out, like, yeah, the entire yeah, yeah. time. But um, you definitely cried here, and I was, But like, I was absolutely crying up. here. And the second time I watched it, I cried because, you know, and I know that everyone's talking about Will being gay, and that's definitely the thing that they're going with or whatever, but, like, we talked a lot about last season about uh, how, like, ace-coded he is. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the things he was saying were, like, very relevant to that, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can take both interpretations from it still. And, yeah. like, I just thought that Noah did such a good job yeah. in that scene. And everyone's, like, I, I do wish that the Duffers and the cast would just say, like, in interviews and stuff that Will is gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to see him on the show. Right. But, like, but exactly. Say it somewhere. Like, My I, God. I wish they would say it uh, just in person. But in the show, I feel like they're doing a very, very good job yeah. with portraying that experience mm-hmm. um, because Will grew up in a small town and it's 1986. And like, his dad used to call him slur. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he's not going to just say, hey, by the way, guys, I'm into boys. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, no, he's terrified. Yeah. Even though the people that are around him, like Jonathan and Joyce and like all of his friends would love and support him no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I love the way that they folded in Jonathan perceiving that conversation, mm-hmm. like, while it's happening, and, like, the angles that they used to um, film it through the rearview mirror. Yeah. And uh, and then just, like, having Will hide his feelings from Mike. It was a lot of cool camera angles mm-hmm. to portray the different perspectives and the double meanings of that yeah. scene. I thought it was really cool. Like, the things that Will was saying, like, really resonated with me, but, like, the thing that really made me cry was seeing him, like, turn his face and then just start sobbing yeah. silently because, like, who hasn't yep. done that in a car, yep. you know? Oh, like, yeah, it was sure. definitely, definitely relatable. The other part of that that I really liked was that, um, while we were watching it, I was having such a visceral reaction. One, because, like, you know, the the double talk is really hard, mm-hmm. but then... I was really glad that it was happening, and then I was just so angry, because it's, he's in love with Mike! Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm like, Will, baby, you can do better! Exactly. No, it makes total sense, though, that it, it would be Mike. It makes total sense, because, like, you know, everything, mm. but also, Mike treats Will like crap. And yeah. Will's a, and Mike's such a dumbass, he's just like, thanks, Will, and doesn't That's really nice of you, buddy! Like, he, he knows... Like, like, that's well, the thing, like, well, previous well, Mike, previous Mike knew. I don't previous know Mike, Mike knew. No, previous, previous Mike says, you don't like girls. Yeah. Previous Mike heard, apparently, that Will's Yeah, but Will's he doesn't portrait. know that it's him. No, I know, but Will's portrait, apparently, I can't, I think it was written in a letter or something, someone pointed this out on Twitter or Tumblr, said that, um, he was making the painting for somebody that he likes. And then he learns that the painting's for him. Oh my yeah, God, well, Mike is stupid. Mike is stupid. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, Mike, yeah. you're a dumbass. You, like, put it all together, bro. But, but, like, oh. Yeah. I just feel bad for Will. I'm like, oh, honey, you could, yeah, you could do better. But I'm glad that he's, like, I really, really liked the stuff they did with him and John. Yeah. I have hit my limit with Mike. Jonathan is my friend now. I, wow. <laughs> we never thought we'd see the day. Jonathan, Jonathan becoming a stoner. And then 
then not being with Nancy, and I was like, brother. I love you. It was so good. He he was great this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it excuses his what he did uh, like when we first met him in season sure, one. Yes, in season one. But to still... be fair, a lot of the crap that Steve did then yes. is yeah, Steve the also level of Everyone so has grown. I'm just gonna say blank slate for both of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, shout out Jonathan. And like I I go back and I I get I never get tired of rewatching Stranger Things and I'm actively rewatching it even though I just rewatched it before season four volume two came back. Mm-hmm. And going back and looking at, like, tiny baby Mike, I'm like, what happened to you? Yeah. That's my boy! He was so sweet. That's my son! Like, he just wanted to save everyone, and, like, you know, Elle was really interesting to him, and he's, like, this 11-year-old boy, and you look Mm -hmm. at him, and you're like, well, of course you're interested in this girl with superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just becomes insufferable. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it starts in season two when he's, like, shitty to Max. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets worse. Yeah. What I have noticed, though, to the fandom's credit, and I can't give all fandoms, and even this fandom, every credit in the world, but I have noticed that even though the whole fandom seems to be united about hating Mike, I haven't really seen any hate towards Finn. Oh, yeah. Which is really nice. so talented. You can't, you, know? you can't, you can't hate a child for accurately portraying a douchebag on screen. Yeah. Yeah. May I introduce you to the kid who played Anakin Skywalker? Do you remember that? No. Did the they internet- bullied that kid out of I s- acting? I am so sick of grown name? adults on the internet bullying children. I yeah. just said that, and I like then immediately remembered people have bullied Millie since yeah. season one. Yeah, and I'm like, great. There's this weird thing where people like make jokes that Millie's homophobic, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? Well, they just she's treat her, little. They treat her horribly, and I'm like, she just turned 18. You guys are yeah. horrible. Like, it's not, ugh. and they think it's really funny, and I'm like, yeah, your your idea of humor is extremely underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd rather look at a picture of a frog. <laughs> uh, Brenner was looking for one the entire time, like the whole show, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that I like the way that they wove in this backstory. Um, and I every still every single time I want to beat the shit out of this man. Mm-hmm. I am so filled with rage. At and they Brenner, didn't explain and how he survived. No, no. Okay, I I need to rewatch season one, but I don't think we see his body. No, I guess not. I just Wait, don't know cause... how we all agreed that he was dead after that, you know? Like, it feels like it was a complete, like, guess, everybody like, agreed. Because in season two, during The Lost Sister, right. they say that he's alive. Right. But, but everyone was just like, okay, guy. I think it's also, <laughs> sure, like, buddy. a complete willingness to, willingness to believe something that you want to believe. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is, that guy's dead, right? <laughs> um, Nancy mentions her whole family but Ted. Like, Nancy is like, yeah. well, what about my mom and Holly my... and Mike? <laughs> and she doesn't mention Ted, which I don't It's because no one would miss Ted. No, he's and not. I'm in the I'm in the let Ted die category. <laughs> yeah. like, Don't kill, I there are there's a very limited list of named characters on this show that I would be okay with dying, and Ted's one of them. Yeah. I don't want those children to lose a father. But there's they don't have a father. They don't really have one anyway. It's yeah. they have a body in an armchair. Right. And they got a milk. <laughs> Who complains mom, so about like, a TV? They're, that's they're not a body that's a mannequin. <laughs> yeah. All the parenting. All he does is complain. Like Karen exactly, you're right. She does all the parenting. Yeah. Like he even like assumes that they're part of the like cult at the end of the He doesn't know his own family. And I'm like, bro, um, and then Karen has to tell him our children aren't murderers. Yeah. Ted's yeah. an idiot. That guy sucks. I, I wish the season had more Karen. This is an anti-Ted account. Yeah. 
we said that we really liked that Elle is still spying, but for good now. Yeah. And she checked on everyone. Because, like, well, now that she got her powers back, she hasn't been able to do this for eight yeah. months. So, uh, having her powers back, I like that the one of the first things that she does is to check on her friends. Because I, they won't let her go, and they won't let her call them, even. So, she so she's like, like, screw you, I can call them with my brain. Exactly. And I like that she checked on everyone in Hawkins, I mean, because she was told that the people in Hawkins were in trouble, but I just think it's interesting that she didn't check on Mike, uh, or Will, or Joyce, who are the people who she's been living with. Um, she checked on the people I in mean, Hawkins. I mean, she could probably, like, she doesn't know that anything she has changed that they're fine them. in California. They're at home yeah. and in Alaska. My next note is, once again, I hate Yuri. Yeah. I think we can all agree. We can all agree, Yuri sucks. <laughs> I do not forgive him because he was able to help us get a helicopter. Like, I, you- Nothing you did made you feel. Made I you don't feel forgive him, and I don't find him funny. I do find it attractive when Hopper threatens him. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Every joke that he made, I was like, I hate this. I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sex jokes. Sometimes they're funny, but when you make them over and over again, and when you're a gross man who's making jokes about women, I don't like it. He's just yeah. and it's Yuri, not funny. But more gross. I thought it was funny that Yuri and Dimitri were basically Russian Murray and Hopper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like slightly not as good versions. Yeah. Of them too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wrote the mask from season two. Oh, oh yeah, the, the Michael Mike Myers, Myers mask. mask. Yeah, that was good. That was a fantastic callback. I love that. Spectacular. And there were, like, multiple Mike Myers references this season, which I thought was really cool. You're killing me. It's Michael Myers. If you say in Mike Myers, I'm talking about Shrek. I'm picturing Uh. (laughs) Shrek. I'm picturing Canadian icon Mike Myers. That's fair. That's fair. You you got me. But I really I liked it because there was the the grave and then the way that Vecna dies, quote unquote, later is very um, the end of Halloween. It's so Halloween. Yeah. Oh, my next note was thanks for finally standing up, Owens. Because I oh, think at yeah. this point it's finally when he's just like, no, we're done. Like she can go. Yeah, I don't have a lot of complaints about this season because I don't care to like analyze it to like to death. I really prefer to enjoy this show. Yeah, but. One of the few complaints I have is what the hell Owen's motivation is here yeah. at all. Yeah, I... Well, I mean, I sort of get him wanting to make sure she gets her powers back. And I... they There isn't a lot of time spent with him. And I, I get why, because, like, he's a tertiary character at best. Mm-hmm. But, like, with such long episodes, you'd think, you know? I'm in agreement with you. I just, uh... Like, I... I wish to believe that he, um, he, like, tried other avenues in order to help her get her powers back Mm -hmm. that we didn't see. Right. But, um, like, there's no time to waste on that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know, like, a lot of people were like, oh, I always skip when the Russia storyline is on because it's boring. That's not true. For me, it's the Eleven <laughs> stuff. I'm just like, okay. Like, Why would you skip the Russia stuff? Exactly. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> just because, like, I, the least amount of characters I care about are in the Eleven storyline, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just like, all right, all right. Like, like uh, oh, Eleven's been separated from the main plotline again. What a shocking revelation. Like, I like the stuff with Eleven in the flashbacks and yeah. her exploring that. But I just want to beat the shit out of Brenner, and yeah. I'm disappointed in Owens for, like, making this turn. Mm-hmm. And then the whole, like, government chasing her, I'm like, you just got here, and I don't like you, yeah. so... <laughs> the government plotline, you want to talk about a waste of time. The government plotline, what the hell was that? It was yeah. on, it was just so that they, 
she could blow up a helicopter. All of that extra time. Good for her. That was dope. Up a helicopter was sick. All of that extra time should have been devoted to Joyce learning self defense and then kicking ass. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Take the government time. Give it to Joyce. Give Joyce the black belt. One of the things that Brittany said was that she doesn't have a whole lot of complaints about this about the season. I don't either. Um, I think that it's a little bit too horror for me, but that's also a me problem. Yeah, I love the horror bits. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, one thing that I did notice is that I feel like this season sort of lost like the humor that sort of made this show such like a kind of like a comedy, you know. And uh, I wish that there had been more funny, fair. silly moments. I think that's where I think that our opinion of that is particularly colored by the last two episodes, though. Mm. Because, oh, like, sure. looking back at it, there's a lot of humor in the uh, Jonathan and Argyle stuff in the first sure. half, that's and like one. Nancy and Steve or Steve and Robin in the first yeah. half. And um, and that's why I always love the first episode of the season. And Eddie, Eddie's yeah. hilarious in the first Argyle? half. Argyle, yeah. Like, uh, so I feel like that is colored by the last two episodes. That's fair. Which are very heavy, though. Yeah. So, yeah. um, That's yeah. fair. That's a good point. Uh, presumptuous. <laughs> the bring back of uh, presumptuous. I started, this is where I started crying. Yeah. And looking back on it, watching it again, I'm just like, I'm very sad! Yeah, Lucas and Max just flirting in the backseat of the RV it just was so good. And I, I love their relationship so much. I think when you look at it's, I don't really like actively ship the kids very much, mm. but Lucas and Max, I think, is a adolescent romance done like super super well. Yeah. yeah, because it's very innocent and very sweet and very just like they love each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it they the way that they portray it is very well done, and Sadie and Caleb both do a really really good yeah. job. It's very mature. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like where people were talking about like uh, how if Stranger Things, this is like a viral tweet that I saw mm-hmm. today. But it was like, if it ends with an 11 wedding, I I will no. kill someone. And I was like, wedding? Everyone in the, like, replies was like, oh my god, imagine, like, you know, marrying someone that you've known since you were a child. And I was like, I do not see that for them. But I could see that I for could Max see and Lucas. for Max and Lucas, absolutely. Because they're, they're just way more mature. Yeah. I could absolutely see it for Max and Lucas. And it's, it's the way that their relationship is played, like, with a maturity that isn't, like, fraught with unnecessary angst the way that Mike and Eleven's is fraught with unnecessary angst. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that Mike and Eleven, like, Mike sort of sees her with these, like, sort of glasses on, you know, that that he has, that he has ever since they were, yeah, as soon as she she walked into his life. And, um, they really only had, like, that one summer before season three to sort of, like, actually spend time together. And then she moved away again, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure exactly how much they really know each other. And that's what yeah. we saw in, in the first half of the season, you know, was, mm-hmm. you know, all we do is write letters. Yeah. And that's even a, like, a better version of myself that I'm putting forward. Exactly. You know, like, do like, you ever really actually in it, see in hers. actually me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so at, like, War World or whatever, um, see- War Ro- World? Yeah, Robin and Vicky. I have no thoughts on this. I, it felt very, um, like the moment in Booksmart to me, the, the moment when, when Robin sees Vicky kissing her boyfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also love that they dressed her like Molly Ringwald. It's fine. I like that it has a happy ending. I'm but ready I, to see where it goes. Yeah. I don't have super strong feelings about Vicky just because she's had maybe three total minutes yeah. of screen time in a, in a 13 hour season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. I like Robin, and I like seeing Robin happy and being gay, so... The thing that I wrote down was, what did that look mean? Because, like, she sees... She, like, kisses her boyfriend, and then she sees Robin, and then as Robin walks away, she, like, gives her, like, a look or whatever, and I was like... "Mm, Yeah, well, like, at the time, we're meant to think Vicky knows, but but doesn't reciprocate her feelings. Right. But later, we learn Vicky knows and does reciprocate her feelings. Okay, next... Jason sees Nancy and gets all up in her business. Jason, my guy, take a, take a step back. Jason takes step several off. steps back. I think I just think that I like the way that Jason was um, brutally dead at the end of the yeah. season. But <laughs> I would have also supported Nancy just shooting the absolute hell out of him. Yeah. Because um, what a piece of garbage human. Uh, he's terrible to Lucas. He's terrible to Eddie. He's terrible to Nancy. Like, just yeah. screw off. This is not a note to us because I think we have the uh, correct opinions, but I did see something on Tumblr that I thought was interesting, and it was a quote from Caleb kind of talking a little bit about Jason and Billy and the difference between Jason and Billy and how, like, Caleb doesn't believe that Jason was a bad person, just believed that he had beliefs and, like, truly just wanted to be the hero and went to a little too far in that, whereas Billy was racist and hated Lucas mm-hmm. because he was black. And so I can see that. And so something that was pointed out like in the notes of that was that like people are still putting Billy on a pedestal mm. when like and like hating 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 Jason when like even Caleb has pointed out the fact that Billy was a worse person than Jason. Yeah. If uh, the the people who thirst after Billy, I'm like if it's about the aesthetics, sure, whatever. It's a guy in a mullet, he's got a nice face. But like the Billy apologists? Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? That man was very racist. Stop it. I don't know. I still think the way that they wrote him going after Lucas felt racist. Definitely. I also um, think that. And like the way that they like. The other guy went after Erica. Erica at the yeah. end was really shitty. Yeah. But those two guys are like toast now. So. <laughs> so they're not our problem anymore. <laughs> so I had this uh, um, thought uh, that didn't end up panning out, but I thought was really cool, that Argyle had said, like, we're looking for something called Nina, and she must be, like, a small woman behind a tree or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I, ha- I I was like, I am certain that Eleven's gonna come wandering out, and he's gonna be like, you guys, I found a small woman behind a tree, she must be Nina, and have them all walk over, and it was gonna be Eleven. And I thought that would have been really funny. You're it, like, he had, didn't happen he that had way, met her, though. Oh, yeah, he had. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Never mind. <laughs> She's bald now, so it's you might not like, recognize her from far away. Like, and they is that sold, Nina? They could have sold that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, my next note was, I hate Brenner. Um, we can move on from that. We all agree. Hey, good note. Um, and then I was like, oh, I was worried that they had they were going to kill Owens because mm-hmm. um, we knew that there were going to be five deaths in Volume Two, and there hadn't been one yet. Yeah. And it really seems like they were potentially going to kill Owens, which I was going to be sad about. So I'm glad that they killed Brenner instead because I hate him. So happy that Elle is standing up to Brenner. Yeah, I really liked that scene because um, I wanted to, again, I wanted to beat this man up. He just has so many, like, classic abuser tendencies. Mm-hmm. And, like, like he is he is an abuser. Yeah. Um, and he continues to be that manipulative, like, confident, I know better than you, controlling person. Irredeemable. Right up to the end. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, like, when she finally tells him to, like, screw off. Or she'll kill him. Good. Everybody's yeah. here. I really love the moment when Brenner is like, oh, can you please, I can't remember exactly what he said, but something like, tell me that you forgive me, kind yeah, of, in that moment. That's like, basically, like, like dying tell bitch. me that you understand what I was doing or whatever. And the fact that she doesn't, she just, I, I wanted to cheer. I was yeah. just like, he doesn't deserve your forgiveness. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm glad that 
she didn't give it to him. Yeah. Because how could you ever understand someone doing stuff like that? Yeah. You're never no. going to understand the government doing MK Ultra. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Like, he took her from her mother at birth, then, like, essentially killed her mother's brain, mm-hmm. and then tortured her for her entire life. Mm-hmm. And then... And a bunch of other kids. The second that she was free, he got her back and started doing it again. Like, no. no screw you. Exactly. Eddie and Dustin, I'm crying. I'm sad and I'm crying. Thank yeah. You. Um, and then in that same scene, which is them, like, sort of preparing to do whatever the they're doing. Scene, yeah. Um, the Sinclairs. I love that we get to see... Yeah. I always love when we get to see Lucas and, and Erica together because we see Nancy and Mike together so infrequently. Mm-hmm. And I love those moments, especially, I think, at the end of season two when, like, they come together and they just, like, have a conversation because they're siblings and they grew up together. Yeah. And so I love seeing Erica and Lucas working together like that. And, like, there are a lot of little moments... All the sibling moments, I think you can tell, especially in those scenes, that this show was primarily written by a pair of brothers. Ah, because yeah. those sibling moments feel super real. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm rewatching season season one, and Mike and Nancy, like, kicking each other under the table yeah. to, like, shut up about the things that they're both hiding. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's something you would do with your sibling. Like, Especially Erica, use their secret as a weapon? Exactly. And Erica Erica telling uh, Lucas that his spear isn't tied correctly and then, like, mm-hmm. taking it for him. It's, it's, they're all very, like, lived-in sibling moments. Yeah. And uh, every one of them is good. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, like, so much better than, like, all those ones that are like, oh, hey, big bro. Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. um, what? <laughs> if I'm walking into a room to address my sister, I'm always saying, what's up, fucker? Like, at no <laughs> point have I ever called my sister... Hey, hey, sis! sis. Hey, Not sis. one. It's Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> so this is a joke note that I made. I don't actually feel this way, but, I, like, oh, no. the amount that Eleven is being, like, tortured here, I literally, I wrote down, can we go back to Eleven being bullied at, high sc- at like, high school? No, like, that kind of makes sense, Like, though. I obviously don't yeah. want that, but I'm also, like, I would rather- anything's better than what's happening here. Yeah, yeah. it was really brutal. Yeah. Um, we go back to Eleven being bullied. Like, I, I remember you saying that as we were watching, and yeah. I was like, can she just have a nap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brenner, like, drugs Eleven, and now I'm like, and I was like, are you stupid? Like, your weapon is incapacitated now. Yeah, are you the, dumb? The like, you can't- really not good at his like, job! Now, now, they, now she can't fight the people who are coming after you. And, like, this dweeb really thinks that he can, like, <laughs> carry this 15-year-old girl yeah. and, like, get away on foot from the U.S. government, who he also works for, and therefore knows the, like- Firepower that they have. This man, this old man, yeah. and then he, gets, he can haul a, an unconscious fifteen-year-old girl yeah. across an open desert. Yeah, and then he a gets, helicopter. And then You're he an gets, idiot. And then he gets shot in the leg, and he's just like, "Well, I can still make it. I can keep going." <laughs> yeah. Um, Stupid. Oh, my next one is like the government like goes to Owens, and Owens like makes good points as to why they should like let Eleven be saved and all these things, mm-hmm. and then they say no, and I just like get so mad. I was so mad about that. I like though that they just left him there because um, thank God he's not dead. I yeah, like that guy. I like Owens. You know he makes mistakes, but like so did everybody in season one. You know, like yeah. Yeah. Mike and Elle's reunion. Cute. Will and Elle's reunion. Oh, so much better. Will and Elle's reunion is so good. Like, their their little voices are so soft uh-huh. and, like, they're, they're siblings. siblings. They're siblings. And also, you exactly. know, they are siblings. And you also know that Millie and Noah are best friends. Mm-hmm. Also. And, like, Will tries to, like, get the collar off of her. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, 
sweet little details like that. that yeah. That reunion is chef's yeah. kiss. And I think I saw it on Tumblr or something, but it was like a compilation of all of the hugs that Will gives throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And he just looks like he gives the best hugs. Yeah. 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 They look really, really nice and comforting. And then Mike has the audacity to just give him like a weird side hug. And I'm just like, do better. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Sorry, I have a hard time feeling bad for Brenner. I don't feel bad for Oopsies. Brenner. I don't feel bad Sorry. for Brenner. Sorry. Yeah. And then my last note for episode eight was just that death number one of volume two was Brenner. Yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And then um, I really liked the that they used the trailer version of yeah. separate worlds, mm-hmm. separate ways at the end of this episode, and like the way that they timed like certain beats mm. in the episode with it. Yeah, were really cool. Um, I am just always going to be a stan of the music on yeah. Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Before we go to episode nine, um, I'm just going to talk to you about Patreon real quick. Uh, it's a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you join at the $1 tier, you get early access to every podcast. Um, you know, this is the last one for a little bit, but uh, starting in 2023, we're going to be putting out um, our season four thoughts, and that will come out a whole week in advance. So you're definitely going to want to join. $2 is our Discord server. $5 is 10% off where I sell stuff, where Brittany sells stuff, and where Casey, our lost co-host, sells stuff. Um, so 10% off on all of those places. And the $10 level is our Patreon-only podcast, Okay, Love You, Hi, where we talk for about 45 minutes um, every two weeks about whatever we feel like. Um, and, uh, yeah, so hope you check it out. If you can't do that, um, recommend this to a friend. Uh, I bet a lot of people are looking for people talking about Stranger Things right now. So, um, if you have a friend that is similar to that, feel free to recommend us. Uh, that's free. And we also, really appreciate it. I'm currently designing Stranger Things pins. Yeah. So. So if you're at the $5 level, yeah, you get 10% off at the, on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our patrons genuinely do use their discount codes, mm-hmm. and if they don't, I'm like, please, please yeah, you this have is what you're here for. Use your code. Every time Casey makes an order, I'm like, but did you use your code? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Episode nine, The Long Hell yeah! The Long Basically a movie. Yeah, I, my 100%. first note was that how much I hate Yuri. I still hate Yuri. Um, He's so awful. Uh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know who stops... Stranger Things episode nine <laughs> at two minutes and fifty nine seconds. People who like, like boobies. boobies. Yeah. The first thing I had was just I, I think that it's honestly amazing that they had like all like those sexy shots of Winona taking off her pants and stuff. Uh she's old. I can't believe they did that. Like TV shows don't freaking do that. No, they don't. Yeah, it's like, amazing. I'm so used to shipping like the the forties OTP. It's in my bio. Yeah. Um and rarely. Rarely do we get as good a content as we got for Jopper. I am so blessed, so grateful, so moved. Never going to take anything for granted. Yeah. Uh, unfollow me now. This is going to be all I talk about for the rest of time. That's like, not a joke. That's all I've been thinking about. Yeah. I saw her starting to take off her pants. I was like, who is that? <laughs> Assuming it was like some... That you had like changed I was like, scenes. Yeah, who is this? I don't... What's going on? And then you know? it was freaking Winona. Yeah. The... The... I... We watched, like, we watched during the day on the day that it came out and not, like, right at midnight. Mm-hmm. So people had been watching already. Yeah. And I foolishly, awake before everyone else, 
open Twitter on my phone, and the very first thing I see is Winona Ryder's boobs. And I don't <laughs> regret that whatsoever. Honestly, the worst part was that you had to wait through all that. I had to wait, like, them. well, I had to wait s- several hours uh, after that to see the scene in context. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also did not disappoint. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I have written down about it is just, oh, I'm so excited because I've been waiting for Chopper forever. Because I was trying to watch it instead of type yeah, about no. it, so... Uh, we have a lot of feelings about it, and I... It's pretty much burned into my memory. Okay, go um, on. The Dropper Kiss is the backbone of my mental health. The Dropper Kiss is so good, both of them. Yeah. But there are two now. Thank you, David Winona. And, um, I just also really love, like, they, they do this, like, little undressing scene, but they're also, like, very timid and sweet at first, and, like, sort of, like peeking through the bookshelves to, like, see each other. And then Joyce sees Hopper, and he's covered in scars. Yeah. And, like, she just goes over there, like, heartbroken that she couldn't protect him and, from like, this. classic Joyce that she was just, like, immediately barges into something, like, hang on now! Yeah, she, like, she's like, well, I'm dressed, I'm going over there. Exactly! Um, and she's just, like, the, I thought that their, like, little awkward flirting was just, like, so sweet. It was good. And, um, the, so, like, there's not an official, like, I love you or whatever in these episodes or anything, but there there is a subtextual I love you because Absolutely. she For sure. like flat out tells him he's like I shouldn't I shouldn't have had you do this I shouldn't have asked you to do this it's so dangerous and she's like um I made this choice and I would do it again a thousand times because mm-hmm. I love you yeah like Hello. that's what she's saying yeah um and it's just so what good. you said last uh, when we talked about volume one yeah oh you're brain genius yeah. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, the kiss is so good. I love that they, it's like, they, they have so much awkward build up to it because like, they've been pining basically yeah. for years. It's and a good slow burn. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's so it's a good. really good slow burn. And then the kiss is amazing and like, exactly what you want from a slow burn first kiss to just like, you've been waiting so long and then it just, just all pours feral. out and it's just like feral. Um, and then like the humor, I liked the way that they blocked it too. Because Winona's a foot shorter than She's David. very small. And mm-hmm. so to have him, instead of, like, picking her up or something, he just, like, sits down in, on his, like, haunches or whatever and, like, gets on her level, which I I just thought was a, a really clever yeah. way to block it. I think, and, like, makes, body language-wise communicates yeah. everything you need to know, yeah. which is It equality. makes total sense mm-hmm. for their characters that he would be accommodating her. Yeah. 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 Ugh, it's so good. And they said that, like, that apparently they only did that kiss twice because, like, they were just, one, just ready to go, and then two, it was just, like, it was perfect. Yeah. They already, they were like, okay, we nailed it. And they got <laughs> what they, 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 got what they, they wanted. They like, I should have messed up a couple more times. <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine having a crush on a celebrity for your entire life. <laughs> Yeah. And you get to work with that celebrity every yeah. day. They become one of your best friends, and then you get to make then, out when she becomes your crush, and then she becomes your t- TV wife for like ever. Perfect. Harry Styles. See you in twenty years. <laughs> oh my god, manifesting that for you, bestie. <laughs> and then um, their classic nemesis, the telephone interrupts. Yeah. Of course, classic. Um, it's the way I'm putting the telephone in one of my jobs. Because <laughs> I'm like, I can't not. Well, they look so mad, too. They're both like, seriously, this is our like, moment. You call. You call now? Yeah. You could have called any time. Hopper finally getting uh, laid for the first time in eight months. <laughs> yeah. For the first time in eight months? What was he doing beforehand? Oh, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, probably it's been a while. Both of them getting laid for the first time in a very years. long time. Years. 
Uh, the next thing I had was just piggyback, because we were like, I wonder why it's called piggyback, and yeah. then they, like, it, it was a very cute explanation. It was mm-hmm. very yeah. cute, I loved that! Also, I love that Argyle is the one that comes up with, like, how they're able to, yeah. like, he's got the solution. Mm-hmm. So, my sister was watching this season, and when they have the Argyle scene where he's talking to other Argyle, my sister texts and goes, why is Brittany Argyle? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like I've never been more flattered. <laughs> Honestly, Argyle, Argyle Sun, Popper Moon, Steve Rising for Brittany. Oh, that's Thank a you. good, Thank that's you a so good much. group. What yeah. about you? That's an honor. Oh, God, for me. Uh, oh, that's a Joyce Sun. Joyce Sun, Max Moon. Yes. Robin or Dustin Rising. It's Robin. Yeah. I was about to say, oh, I like that we all have three different ones, but if you're going to choose Robin, then it's not. What's yours? <laughs> Robin Sun, uh, Will Moon, Eddie Rising. Nice. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I like that Elle's number one priority is Max. Agree. Obsessed. Like, I'm sorry, but they simply have more chemistry. Elle Max and Lou Max are superior ships, Mm -hmm. if you're talking kid ships. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. They, it's just perfect. Like, she's doing all this because she loves Max. Yeah. Like, apparently there are 11 shippers and it's, like, really popular. I don't mess around with that because, like, they're kids. But I I feel bad for the 11 shippers, to be honest. Like, this, their ship tar- started out, like, so pure, and now it's just like, here's this garbage van. You know what I think? I, you know what my, I think is I mean, my like, thing about it? Is honestly, that Honestly, from that perspective, sorry, I didn't mean to okay. interrupt you. Just from that perspective, they probably are still happy with it, if yeah. they're happy with how it turned out. Because, like, Mike and Eleven are in good condition. Like, yeah. it just reads as cheesy to us, because we don't like everything it. that Mike says is cheesy. Fair right. enough. So I think that I'm putting together what is the, my whole like weird icky feeling with Malevin, Mm. which is that when Mike and Eleven meet and start hanging out together, Eleven basically has the brain of like a child that's significantly younger. Whereas when Lucas and Max get together, they're both kind of mature for their age, Mm -hmm. you know? Because trauma. And like when Eleven and Max get to know each other, they're both older and more mature as well. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of my icky feeling about it is that when Mike starts being around Eleven and falling in love with Eleven, she's like straight up, she's like, she's a baby, an eight year old in there, you know what I mean? Like, I get that. So maybe that's it. Yeah. And there's also just like, that introduces a power imbalance. Yeah. In their relationship. And like, it's, it's evened out now, obviously, because she's like way more powerful than him, if anything. And kind of more emotionally mature than him. Exactly. But it's just like, uh... They, they're never equal, though, mm-hmm. is yeah. the thing. Uh, like, yeah. She started down here and then, like, lapped him. Yeah. And so. I think, like, if you wanted to be charitable, you could attribute a lot of Mike's ineptness to, to Ted. Being, yeah, to being raised by Ted. Because sure. while Karen does her best, like, she can't do it all. And, like, mm-hmm. she obviously spends a lot of time balancing Nancy's emotional needs and Mike, because Mike went through a trauma when they were really young, yeah. Yeah. Will. I don't think he ever developed those skills to be able to, like, tell the people around him how much he loves them. Mm-hmm. In uh, elaborating on that, I saw someone after the whole from Mike thing happened mm-hmm. point out that both Nancy and Mike have a really hard time say like talking about their feelings or saying yeah. I yeah. love you. And it's probably because the, Ted doesn't tell Karen that he loves her. Yeah, yeah. they don't like, hear it from their parents. They don't see their parents portray that those kind of deep emotions because they probably don't love each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really sad. Yeah. Um, so knowing that there were four more deaths, um, I was really scared that Jason was going to kill Lucas. This is even before like all of the actual stuff 
happens where Jason where actually like is him with their Lucas. The Steve and Nancy conversation. I like the Steve and Nancy. Mm-hmm. Is this the? This is not not the one in the RV. I, this is in the forest. Oh, the RV I think is earlier. Is it okay, well episode? either way. Then. Well, but we can talk about both. I liked the one in the RV. I thought it was really cute. That um, Steve, who like especially in season one, you wouldn't have guessed this from him, but like just the soft dream of being a dad of like six kids and going on road trips in an RV. Yeah, like it's really cute and like. Honestly, he, I think he maybe alludes to have having, having had that dream for a really long time, but I don't think he fully realized how much that was an actual thing he wanted mm-hmm. until spending time with all those kids and then having that context of his relationship with Nancy. Yeah. And then, so he like reveals in the forest later that she's part of that like dream of his mm-hmm. and I thought it was really sweet and like he was really it just that conversation in the woods exemplifies how much he's grown yeah uh emotionally like since they were in a relationship and I think that that makes them better suited for each other now mm-hmm. because they both have grown and I feel like probably Steve wants similar things to Nancy than Jonathan does I hope so because I think that my my worry about that was just that like he is still, and I don't think this is true because he has seen Nancy in all of the continuing seasons that have gone on, but I just, wor- I was worried that he was seeing Nancy as, like, still the season one girl that he had a crush on, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, worried that Nancy had progressed so far as to not want that anymore and to, like, you know, sort of be more independent and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I just wonder how that's going to go because we obviously see her kissing Jonathan at the end of this of the, of the episode. So. Yeah, they definitely want us to be, like, wondering which way it's going to yeah. go. Yeah. It's um, very Love Triangle 101. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we, as a household, have also decided that we are very much uh, romance truthers. Yes. Um, and would still be happy with... Honestly, at this point, and because we've come back around to liking Jonathan, I will be fine with whoever Nancy ends up with. Yeah. As long as I feel like the way that it's done is satisfying. Yeah. And yeah. leaves all of these characters in good, good, happy places. That's all I want from the end of this show, is that all of... Like, you can defeat the monster however you defeat the monster. Just... When you end it, leave me with a happy ending for that feels right for where these characters started out. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of people, especially online, who, you know, especially regular viewers that I see who are like, oh, like, you know, this is going to end, everyone's going to die, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Game of Thrones has messed up how people consume media. Absolutely. Like, stories are not supposed to go like that. No. Unless like, you specifically built a tragedy. Also, yeah. like I said, I said this on Twitter the other day, but... Shows that do spend the last season of their run just killing killing characters or, like, subverting the expectations because they don't want to be predictable or whatever. Stop. No Mm. one- I can't tell you a single person who thinks, like, in retrospect, that that is a good way to end a show. Because it's not. Like, think of how many people hate How I Met Your Mother just because of the finale. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Like- That's why I won't watch How I Met Your Father. Yeah, like, there's people who watched these shows when they were happening and watched the writers pull the rug out from under them at the last minute just to, like, flex on them, do something different. People tell people not to watch those shows anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, and I, I have a feeling that the, the Duffer Bros, like, talk so much about how they want to stick the landing and, like, have a satisfying end for the characters. So I... Put your money where your mouth is. I'm, like, mm-hmm. very, very hopeful uh, and optimistic that 
it will end well. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas asks Max if she'll go to a movie with him, and she says yes, so that means that they will, and that Max will be okay, because Mike asked Eleven to the snowball, and she was finally able to go, even though she, like, mm-hmm. kind of died, and then, uh, and Do- then Chopper was supposed to go to Enzo's, and then he kind of died, but then he came back, and they're able to date now. And they exactly. kissed, so, and there was a man named Enzo there. Three is a pattern. Yeah. They have to go to their movie it's date. It's gonna happen. It, it doesn't matter what Friday three, it is. It's perfect. But... It's, and like I love that I love that the show like references past things like yeah. that and uses them not in a way that feels like they're like just recycling material, mm-hmm. but it's in a way that feels like it's a wink. It's a nice like self-referential thing yeah. that isn't overbearing and it yeah. doesn't have any negative effect on the story. It's like the way that the show purposefully puts Joyce and Hopper in matching outfits every single season. Yeah, they're like they know that we know and that we enjoy it, so they'll do it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Easter eggs. Exactly. Mike can't say I love you again, which is a parallel to season three when he couldn't say I love you in the, um, in that little, like, convenience store. Mm-hmm. Where he was, like, was like... Well, and he also can't say it in, in the letters. Mike, yeah. Yeah. And it's all, it's all because they need to build it up to him saying he loves it, her 17 yeah. ways from Sunday or whatever. Right. <laughs> Jonathan is at best Jonathan when he's being a big brother, which is the things yes. that we liked about Jonathan in season one. Yeah. I love that Jonathan doesn't have to point out, he doesn't have to outwill to himself or like say, hello, I know you are gay. Like, I know what you are, Will Byers. Like, hey, yeah. you uh, uh limp or? But like, he still is very clear with Will that he knows yeah. the thing mm-hmm. that is upsetting him and he loves him anyway. Yeah. I thought, I, I think I cried during this scene, and, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, very, very well done, and, like, nice to hear as a gay person. Right. My so, sister was encouraging me to be gay. Like, honestly, like, single-handedly shooting Jonathan back up the approval ladder. So but, true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it, it's big, like, I knew this about you, I'm glad that you know this about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really glad that we were remembering that Billy wasn't a good person. Yeah. You know, like, Max, Max was like, yes, I'm talking about how much I, like, miss him and wish I could have saved him, but also... These are the bad like, things. The I think that's also just, like, su- exactly. And it's as a, I feel like that's an accurate and, like, very compelling portrayal of the complexities of grief. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it, he, it's very important to acknowledge that, yes, he is a terrible person, but also now he is dead and I watched him brutally die in front of me. And that's yeah. hard to deal with. Yes. Like, it's really hard to make peace with that mm-hmm. whole concept. So I like that they gave us, in the first half, sort of Max's self-admitted romanticized version of Billy. Mm-hmm. And then here's all of the really dark things that I also knew to be true about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also talking about her really complicated feelings of, like, wanting him to die because he's so horrible. And then having to see it happen. And then blaming yourself because you wished for like, it. Like, did I manifest this yeah. sort of thing? So then Lucas is like, oh my god, Max, do you actually feel that way? And immediately I was like, that's not what's That's not him. No. That's not my boy. So I knew that he was a vision. Um, we see a... Flashback in archive footage to Mr. Clark, which is what I asked for, kinda. So I'll take it. <laughs> Robin is the number one Mr. Clark's team. I just think that he needs to show up every season, okay? If you're gonna do it the first three, keep going. Eddie is, plays his song. It's Master of Puppets, just like the internet could tell, which was cool. And he said that the song is for Chrissy. Hell yeah. That was cool. And it, it was, was cool. so cool. It was a really cool moment. Yeah. Um, I was like, when that TikTok had like figured out that it was Master of Puppets, I was like, oh, well, I don't know this one as well, but I guess that's fine. And then seeing it actually happen, yeah. I was like, this is oh, the coolest yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, they, they play it really well. And like, the way that they do Max's like, memory house. Yeah. I thought it was like a fun like, house kind of cool, kind of thing. It was yeah, really cool. Yeah, because like, she's cool. 
in the Krill house, but then she also, her memories start bleeding in. And yeah, like it's like she opens the door and something's her, there. So it was like, very cool. Yeah. I also think it's really cool that Joseph Quinn, like, actively learned the song mm-hmm. so that he could play the song. Which he does cool. have a guitar hand. Dog, yeah. But, um, oh, sure, yeah. But he learned the song so that he could play it. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Leave Erica alone. Yeah, for leave the love of God, leave Erica alone. Erica's I, the best of us. I hope that she gets, like, to be more part of the action again next season, mm-hmm. like she was kind of in season three. And, like, her and Lucas are just, like, a battle team. Yeah. That's what the vibe at the end of this episode. And, uh, just props to her for beating the crap out of this shitty jock. Yeah. But also, don't touch her. Yeah, she's li- she's such a baby. Like, she- she's still younger than they were in season one, right? No, no. no she's- the actress or the character? The character. The character is, yes. Yeah. She's, she's still 11. younger than She's them. 11. Was she in elementary school before this year? I think so. Because she's in middle school this year. Yeah. Oh, she's she just in older. sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, she's just, yeah, I mean, they all do. I mean, Rhea has aged older. since yeah. the season, like, season one and two, but, um, Well, good for her, then, for doing all these, all this stuff. Yeah. All the science demogorgons escaped. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and Joyce is looking at CCTV footage, just like in season two, mm-hmm. so it's another um, throwback to season two, and then we immediately throw to another throwback to season two, which is that Max is in the snowball. Yes. It's really cool. The choice of the snowball is really interesting, because, like, I mean, I guess that's where she first kissed Lucas? Yeah, that's where she, or, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have their first kiss, and it's all, it's, um, I think it's the most like, iconic sort of location she can hide in. Mm. Because, like, there are, like, scenes that happen, but they're not gonna give them a, like, physical room that she can build in her mind and hide in. You know what I mean? I wish, and I know that you can't do a combat in in here, but, like, if they could have done it in, like, the bus... From season two, oh. I think that would have been a really good choice. Or, like, even that, the junkyard. Weird girl. Or yeah. the mall. Like, yeah. Or oh, the mall. Star but, like, the mall would also be, like, traumatic for her, too. Yes. So, yeah. Um, they also couldn't do it the mall because that mall has now been mush. Right. Well, oh, and that's, that's true. And also, like, scary things happen in both the mall and the junkyard. And, mm-hmm. like, the snowball was something that was positive. Yeah. And, like, we, the audience, saw the looming threat at the end of that season. But, like, none of the kids did. They just had a good night. Yeah. I thought it was funny that Max was just kind of, like, stuck in the snowball for a while. Like, she was just kind of, like, sitting alone like Dustin was just, like, not sure what happens next, but... I mean, but, like, I guess that that was kind of, like, more of her goal, though. Yeah. Just to just hang out. Stay out, yeah. This Lucas and Jason fight scene is a lot right now. Yeah. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Which we kind of already talked about. Like, just, like can we, like, stop have Like, I just, in season five, no, nobody comes after Lucas. Like, yeah. Lucas just gets to be a cool hero person, um, and he, no, there's no grown man attacking him. Mm-hmm. No more racially charged storylines. Thanks. Please. Like, honestly, Lucas is probably my favorite, like, tied with Will, of the mm-hmm. boys, and, um, protect him. Yeah. yeah. My next one was just Eddie with a bunch of question marks. I think that's when he, like, cut the rope. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. Uh, like, Dustin goes up and he's like, uh, I need to save my tiny friend. Yeah. Um, goodbye. And you know exactly as soon as he does it that that man is toast. You see all the parallels when you're doing a rewatch, you know, and you're just like, all the times that he keeps bringing up, like, don't be a hero or... We're not heroes. It's okay. We're not heroes. There's, you know, good things about running away, you know, Mm -hmm. in the the D&D scene. The next thing I wrote was Erica's Nat 20, which I think was my way of explaining how she just fully kicked that guy in the crotch. Oh, yeah. She crit hits him with the... She kicks him in the crotch and then 
smashed in the face with her flashlight. That's good stuff. Yeah, girl. Eddie she is went a to hero. the Joyce Byers School of Fighting, I see. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I wrote, Eddie is a hero. Eddie is a hero. It's um so good and so sad. Yeah. The internet's white boy obsession of the week over him cracks me the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it, at least with this one, because mm-hmm. um, usually I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I definitely get it. I just think it's so funny that the internet will see one white guy with a mullet and just go nuts! D&D TikTok is like, not all these cool people being like, D&D is cool because Eddie likes D&D after you made fun of me all throughout high school! I'm just, they're like, that's not fair! Uh, Eleven can't fight Vecna, and Vecna says that it's her fault that he's like this. And then we get Vecna's origin. I'm like, you know what, Bestie? I think the fault lies in the guy who decided to turn himself into a spider monster. Yeah. Yeah. The way that she's, like, trying to, like, reason with him, and he's just like, no. Um, and I'm just like, okay, then we'll blow your head up. Exactly. I have the most important question. Do you guys think that Vecna poops? Oh my god, what an absolutely amazing question! Like, what I does he eat? I've never hated a question. Yeah, what like, does he eat? Well, the thing is, this was the moment where he was, like, looking at Eleven or whatever, we saw, like, a full body thing, and, like, his butt is right there, and I'm just like, but He got a crack! You got a butthole? Like, what happens here? No, okay, because this is a genuine, like, you are a human question. person. Because when he tells his backstory, he says that he's, like, wandering the upside down for, yeah. like, ages and ages, and I'm like, did you not drink? Did you not eat? Like, what were you when you went through? Like, how are you rotting and still alive? Right. Um, I'm gonna say something horrible. Does Vecna poop? Uh, In in response to your question, yes. Thank you. Yes. One of those vines probably connects to his his butthole. Wait, that does make sense. Because they connect to his back when he's like, trying to kill people. Right. Um, So it's like a tube. Wait, how do spiders poop? Probably out of their buttholes. That makes perfect sense. That's all I got. So this is kind of the dark mind of the soul moment. All is lost. Everything is bad. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, then I wrote down, because this is the first time I'm watching it, it gets better from here, right? Oh, Right? (laughs) Yeah, it's just like everybody's in like super dire straits. Yeah. And like, it it does get better by the end, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't get better right after this, Robin. I'm so sorry. I know, and not not in the same way as all of the other seasons. Yeah. So Mike does his speech to Eleven, and I cried. I'm impressed that you cried. Um, I... I don't remember crying, but I wrote down I cried, so... I thought that it was good, but I also thought that it was... I, I don't know, I had mixed feelings about it because it was too... It was too focused on Mike, uh, and I wanted it to be more, like, everybody surrounding Eleven and, like, her drawing from her memories of everyone mm-hmm. and not just, like, the fact that Mike said, I love you. Yeah. And I also am, like, retroactively mad at this scene because I saw someone point mm. out the way that, um, that Mike says, uh, I feel like my day, my life started the day that I met you. Yeah. When Will is standing right next to him, and that is the same day that Will went missing. Yeah. And I'm like... Mike, stop talking! You hear the things that you say. Yeah, I... He's protesting. He says he doesn't like the way Mike treats Will either. Okay. Um, I think the thing that I was crying about <laughs> was, um, was Millie's performance. Oh, yeah, Millie um, does a great job. And how much it clearly meant to Eleven, like, you know, having heard about how much she's like, I ne- you never say I love you to me, and, like, how much it must mean to her. My next note was fix Max's bones right now. Yeah, oh. I was fully just, like, I was like, okay, Max, is just, gonna, this. Max is just gonna fall, and it's gonna be fine. And yeah. then they start snapping her bones, and, and I'm like, like, you can't yeah. go back from this! I was like, so upset. Yeah. I was, I was like, they'll, they'll just set her bones, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure... Out loud, when we were watching it, I I yelled no. Yeah, because I was like, 
okay, her bones are broken. Listen, I, I, you know, in my brain, I was like, we can't go back from this. I don't know what we're going to do. As soon as we see her, like, jaw break, which we didn't, but yeah. my brain is like, if we see her jaw break, it's over. Yeah, I like, was, that, no my back. thing was the eyes. I yeah. was like, if her eyes go, like, pulled in, like yeah. they do when then she's dead, dead. other victims, yeah. then she's gone. And I was like, please no, please no, please no. That's my child. Yeah. And I love her. So then Hopper has his idea, and Joy said... I've seen this film before, and I did not I like the ending. <laughs> I love this scene, mm-hmm. and like I think you clocked you clocked early that it was the CCTV thing, yeah. like season two, and then they actually have Joyce flashback to, to season two and losing Bob and the same sort of plan to like escape. Sort of like Hopper is deliberately doing it as bait, but yeah, Bob was just trying to leave. Yeah, like um, the way the Jopper gif artists had figured out. From one shot of Hopper being pinned under the demo dog in the trailer, mm-hmm. oh, this yeah. parallel was about to happen, and I was like, "Oh, guys, like you're you're stretching this a little far." And the Duffers were like, "No, they had it." No, I knew from that scene too. I was like, "I I, I think I wrote up the that trailer for work, and as soon as I saw that shot of Hopper, and I was like, Joyce is going to save him. I don't know how, but, but Joyce is will. going to save him." Yeah. And then I love that David and Winona added a kiss mm-hmm. in this scene. Um, I think it absolutely needed it. Yeah. It feels like their first kiss is very. Like, like, hot and steamy, but also, like, goofy and funny. Mm-hmm. And this one is very, like, intimate and genuine and, like... Saying, this is forever, I am coming yeah, back. Cause with, with, yeah, because with... Yeah. With a kiss, like, the first one, you know, it's mm-hmm. very heat of the moment. And yeah. so you're not sure if, like, that was just a... Oh, um, well, that happened once at a party, or is it like a, okay, we're doing this together like, forever Like, I love now. you, we're yeah. my partner in life. And so you that kiss was, kiss was, was yeah. a very good one to have, because... <laughs> because that was good. <laughs> this was a really good one to have, because it made it clear that, like, yeah. we're doing it, we're not just, like, it, it's not just, oh, it finally happened, okay. I also like the way that the writing and direction of this scene, like, sort of mirrors the other scene, but turns it on that, like, that genuine tone. Yeah. Um, because Hopper also, like, Joyce jokingly is like, we do have that date, ha 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 And then Hopper <laughs> says basically the same thing and, like, ends it on the same beat, mm-hmm. but he's, like, saying it like a promise. Yeah. Like, he has something to live for. Like, she's asking him, hey, are you into me? And he's like, yes, I am. Yeah. I. He's like, I would be crazy to say no at this point. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and... Yeah, I don't know. The, the kiss there is just so tender and genuine. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that David Winona and Winona, as people who have partners, mm-hmm. know naturally where kisses would go. Yes. Because mm-hmm. sometimes actors, they, you're, you're waiting for a kiss that they don't do, and you know it's because the writing didn't think to put it there. Yeah. And you're like, but that's where that's where a kiss would go. That's where a hug would go. If these people were really partners and mm-hmm. romantically involved... There would be more intimacy than you see on screen with a lot of television. Absolutely. Brittany and I watch a lot of, like, sci-fi action horror, like, franchises and things. And in action and sci-fi shows, couples will part ways during a battle or during, like, extreme action and duress and, like, life-risking activities, and they won't kiss. Like Claire and Owen in... Jurassic World Dominion, when yeah. he, he he's about to shoot her out of, like, uh, an ejection seat... Mm-hmm. And she's the only one who's going. He's about to crash. And he doesn't kiss her. Like, I... People who are in relationships and have, you know, reached a certain level of maturity in life know how fragile life is yeah. in reality. Like, you could walk out the door and 
get hit by a bus, I'm going to kiss my wife every time she leaves my sight. Exactly. Especially if she leaves my sight to go kill a demogorgon. Like, I'm, you know. Yeah, especially if she leaves my sight with that banging ass booty. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) That was cute. I like that. Yeah. And, like, there, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about the, should I talk about the scene where she saves him now, or should I, or you have that later in your Um. Because, like, it's intercut with, like, six other I think you're good that the only other things I really had was that, like, I really like how Murray kind of, like, saves everyone. I mean, you know, Hopper. I did not see that coming, though. Well, I I was worried that Murray was going to be one of the deaths. Yep. Like, a lot of people thought that Murray was going to be one of the deaths. And then I just have Hopper and the sword, which I do want to talk about. But, yeah, yeah. you go ahead and talk about your. I, I love that, um, so, like, a lot of this finale stuff that we're like getting to now does happen like intercut a lot yeah and there's so there's a part where Vecna's like showing Hopper like being attacked by the Demogorgon but then like intercut a few minutes later is Joyce seeing the like electrocution rod thing and so as soon as you see her see it you know what's going to happen yep and so like she shows up and she zaps the thing and also the hug right after is so good because like it's he fully thought Damn, I am gonna die. I yep. broke my palm promise immediately. Yeah. And Joyce is like, not today. Yeah. Um, and like he sort of like crashes into her and it's so good. And then they immediately have to like run again. It's natural intimacy. Yeah, it's exactly it's how people who have been touch starved or really just love their partner behave. Yeah. Like my crash into you. Yeah, though. that was good. I liked it. I'll put it on the playlist. Okay, Hopper and the Sword. Okay. Uh, okay. It's so this good. Sword. Wait, also before that, um, again with the intimacy is just the two of them hiding from the flames. Like, yeah, the yeah, way yeah, he yeah, just yeah. full body protects oh, her yeah, in was, both of these oh episodes because the he does moments. it in the, he does it in the truck too when they're getting shot at. Yeah. They like, save each other. It's they're so equal. good. Uh, you know what? Wonderwall needs to go on the list. <laughs> it came out a little late, but I don't care. <laughs> um, okay. Hopper and the Sword. Hopper and the sword. I immediately was like, okay, this is D&D. Yes. They're doing D&D, like, literally, Mm -hmm. like, he picks up the sword, and I was like, this is it. Then he goes over, and he hits, like, he hits with a slashing, with slashing damage, right? Uh And then, um, you can see the Demogorgon, like, miss his AC, miss his AC, which is armor class. Yeah. And then Hopper, like, hit the AC, and then, like, and then on critical roll, um, every time, like, you kill the big bad... Matt says, how do you want to do this? And so the moment when he, like, does that, and then, and then the, whoever killed the monster, like, gets yes. to say exactly how they wanted it to be cool or whatever. And he, like, beheads So, him. like, he beheads the thing, and I was like, oh my god, that was literally the how do you want to do this of, of the fight. It was amazing. And I loved so it. And it's so good, and it's set to this remix of, of Running Up, Run up that, that Hill, and it's simultaneous with Robin, Nancy, and Steve attacking Vecna mm-hmm. in his lair, oh, it was yeah. so and like cool. the slow mo shots of the sword swinging and the and the um, Molotov cocktail throwing, and then yeah. Nancy starts shooting Vecna. It's dope, and like it's so good. And she she and Hopper are charging at the same time, and the way that it all mirrors each other and works out very well is just so sad. It's also the the equality of the stakes of the storyline because mm-hmm. every element that the adults take out weakens Vecna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that the adults, unlike every CW show I've ever watched, actually matter in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, like, do get to help. And, like, yeah. Hopper saying earlier in the season, maybe I can still help Eleven. Mm-hmm. He is actively helping Eleven while, from... Like in the in these episodes, yeah, exactly, and um, and this is all just also still intercut with like Lucas holding Max, yeah. So the stakes are very high, and your heart is pounding, and like you're like terrified you're going. 
to lose something while also watching your heroes, like, win something, and it's a mm. lot of complex emotions yeah. all at once. I did also want to note um, that I had to do research on this sword in order to work on a pin, and it's this, the actual screen-used sword from Conan the Barbarian. Yes. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, it is a very cool sword. Yeah. It's, like, got skulls on it, and, like, all of these, like, really intricate, like, armor-like plating and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's a super cool sword, and David knew what it was, and, like, mm-hmm. posted about it on Instagram, and I was like, good. And it's kind of dope to reference something like that that would have been something that these kids could have seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that movie came out in 1982. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, death number two was Vecna. It's interesting because two out of five... What was, Okay, so what was nice is that three out of five of the deaths were, like, villains... So mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. two out of, out of five of them kind of weren't even really deaths. Mm. You know? Because, like, we know that Vecna isn't actually alive, and then it turns out that Max lives as well. Yeah. Well, um, and I'm honestly glad Max lives. Yeah. Like, uh, would have been really sad. <laughs> yeah. But so death two is Vecna. Yeah. And then death three is Eddie, which is another thing where I bawled my I eyes out. Also and sobbing. I'm out here crying to fan cams and everything. <laughs> like, I thought, I knew that I liked Eddie. Like, I enjoy him as a character. Yeah. I also, he also gives me, like, gender envy. Like, mm. I, he has good vibes. Yeah. And then, but I didn't think that I was like, I knew he was going to die, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, you you see a character like that, yeah. and you red head shirt. into a They like kill this. a fan and favorite every season. Exactly. Eddie like, was a red shirt. He was Eddie, always a red shirt. Eddie was always meant to die for Dustin. Yeah. And I knew it was going to happen, and I still cried. And it was it was also, like, super well done, and I built, like, this, his last words and the kiss earlier with David and Winona were both improvised, and some other, also, pieces in the finale, but... I just really like how Stranger Things seems like such a collaborative show, and I think it makes it better for it, because, like, the ultimately the vision is up to the writers, and the, like, that vision, it comes down to the Duffer Brothers, obviously, mm-hmm. but they really trust these actors and writers in a way, or these actors and directors and, like, the peop- the whole crew to collaborate in a way that makes the show better. Like, mm-hmm. they don't, they're not, like, super strict with, what makes it in. Like, they know, they can recognize a moment that improves upon what they Mm -hmm. created. Well, at some point, you have to recognize, especially on a television show, and I think this is a fault of a lot of writers, your actors are going to know your characters better than you. Oh, yeah. You know, they live inside those characters. They know their motivations. It it only benefits you to involve your actors in the creative process, even to a small degree. Because they'll get something out of it, too, which is respect. Exactly. That being said, don't listen to Millie saying you should kill more people. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah, that's not <laughs> Something that made me really sad about Eddie's death that, like, also made me really sad about Bob, and I was obviously really sad about Alexi, but he was kind of different because Alexi was, like, sort of in on the plan, you know? Like, he was already, like, a Russian person who was working on this this thing, whereas Bob was just, like a man who was trying his best and, like, wanted to be a hero and was a hero and then died. It's because Eddie and Bob were both wrong place, wrong time. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, Eddie was just, like, a, choice. a kid, wasn't very good at school, just liked playing Dungeons and Dragons, just like Will. You know, something bad happened, and he, yeah, and he was the victim of it. And They didn't get a choice to to jump into this kind of life. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it, that's also why, why, like, we don't get to know them, obviously, anymore. Like, as well as we did with Bob and Eddie. But that's why people were so sad about Chrissy or Barb or, like, it's just these people who are just gone. Yeah. Well, that's their fault for living in Hawkins, Sam. (laughs) They should know better. Ted's gonna keep staying here and I... (laughs) Get out, Ted! odds are 
decreasing. Yeah. I'll kill him myself. <laughs> so the fourth death was Max, and my note about that was just, what the hell? I was sobbing by this point. Max, I, I, you can't kill Max. You Max can't do it. fully became one of my favorite characters very quickly, and so I was like, why did you do this? I also, the, the emotional gravity of this scene is very well done. Like, Caleb and Sadie especially just knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Like, Lucas is devastated. And Max going from being, um, like, depressed and really sad and, like, kind of wanting to die earlier in the season to saying to Lucas that she's not ready oh to go. Oh my gosh. I was like, bawling. And, like, obviously Eddie and Max dying was really sad, but I think that what really clinched it also was Gaten and oh, Caleb's yes. performances. Yeah. But, like, I was, like, already crying. And then when Max is like, I can't see anything, I can't feel anything, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm, like, I'm crying more now, and I'm already crying really hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so scary. And she's a kid. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And Sadie, they, all, all of them do such a good job. Yeah. And, like, just thank God for Eleven. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I also really liked that she drew upon her memories with Max Mm -hmm. to give Max her life back. Yeah. uh, In the way that like, Eleven was in those memories that Max had to keep herself yeah. safe from Vecna. Mm-hmm. To the point where she thought she made her up in her mind. Right. And so, death number five was Jason by... You won't be missed. Yeah. I enjoyed watching you get torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Sorry. And then I was like, it didn't seem like Vecna was dead, and so I was like, oh, if we don't count Vecna, then there's another one. But luckily we counted Vecna, yeah. so we're good. <laughs> um, and then there's a time jump to two days later. Um, yeah. I was fine with it at the time because I was like I like when we just get to the end and then you know everybody you know we kind of just get to see and there's not as much like action and scary stuff anymore I'm honestly fine with it still yeah. I've seen people complaining yeah. about it but I'm also like what are you gonna do watch them walk back to the gate right like watch them drive back to hot you know I mean sure I would love to see what Joyce and Hopper got up to in those yeah. two days because <laughs> I'm a slut but like I they're gonna put that on my TV mm-hmm. for me yeah, um, yeah, because a lot of people are upset because they're just like, well, you skipped, like, everybody learning about Eddie, what happened to Eddie's body, we skipped, like, what, how, you know, and they, they just feel like we skipped a lot, and I guess I agree with that, but also I'm fine with it because I like it better when we're in the spots that well, not I, as scary things are going to happen. Well, anymore. especially with the stuff with Eddie, I think we need to not, I think Eddie. we, Sorry. well, I agree, yeah. but also I think we need to not have seen it, mm-hmm. if they want to do that D&D theory that everybody has. Like, if we saw what happened, they can't do that theory and bring him back later mm-hmm. as a vampire. Like, you you have to you have to forgive some things. You, there's no critical thinking. Like, uh, you're an adult. Yeah. You know what happened. The <laughs> thing is, like, people, when they feel emotionally moved by something and it's sad emotion, they immediately start looking for ways that can justify them being in the anger stage of their grief. So they'll start saying, this is bad writing. I don't like this. You skipped, you skipped this time. You didn't show us Eddie this and Eddie this. And it's like, but, but you, it's narrative shorthand and you know this. Yeah. You know that you don't need to see these things. Like, You're just upset. Like, I'm sure that Gaten would have done a really good job and, like, there would have been a good, like, Steven and Dustin moment from, like, them finding him. But I also don't really need to see that because that's also just going to make me even sadder. Mm -hmm. And I'm already crying. I told you I was crying. And we already had the Dustin moment. Like, 
we had all those beats already got yes you don't need to go back over them and saying that it's bad writing or that you know it it was you're angry at the time skip is uncharitable to the emotion that you've already seen yeah and also um we would still have to see all of the things after the time jump which i think are all pretty important oh yeah i love so like then it's just gonna be longer and it's already over two hours long yeah, you know? I have critical thinking skills, and I can fill in the gaps. I understand wanting it from a fan perspective, for sure. I want to see every goddamn minute of things that happen. But from a critical actual, critical thinking perspective, what, in terms of a viewing perspective, as a regular audience member, I don't need any of that. That's what I fan fiction is on. for. Exactly. That's what, That's fan, what fiction fan fiction is for. for. That's exactly it. So we see everybody sort of, like, start coming back and... You know, the creepy vision of, like, all of the people, like, leaving Hawkins as the Surfer Boy Pizza van is coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get Mike and his mom back together. I love Karen! um, Will and (laughs) Eleven and Dustin get to hug. And um, uh, Nancy and Jonathan. Yeah, I love how, um, how much is going on in this reunion scene. And, like, how well it's all done. And I also like that Finn has grown so much. That in season one, mm-hmm. he came up to Kara's, like, waist. Yeah. And now he's, like, a head taller than her. Yeah. But, like, the little details like that. And, like, Steve's, like, really subtle reaction and, like, also really mature reaction mm-hmm. to Nancy talking to yep. Jonathan. And, like, Nancy and Jonathan, like, they're dating in real life, correct? Yes. Um, ha- For, like, four years. Like, I, I don't really... I haven't really seen it in, like, previous seasons of the show. But Natalia's face really, like, lit up during mm-hmm. this last scene. Um, They've been a lot... They haven't been Exactly. Together. And, like, you can tell that they, like, missed being in scenes together. Mm-hmm. And so I think that lends itself really well to the scene. And I love that somebody hugged Will! Yeah. Like, oh my god, finally. And, like, I hope that Will gets to, like, hang out more with, like, Dustin and Eleven next season. And Lucas and just, like, you know, anybody but Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. ABM, anybody but Mike. <laughs> so we learn that Max is alive and in the hospital and, you know, he put up their little picture. Uh, and then we sort of, like, see how she's alive and how Eleven had done that or whatever. And she, like, goes into the upside down or what do we call that? The inside out. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, she can't find Max in there. And so I was worried that Max is, like, straight up just not in there and they're keeping her body alive for just for her to be just for her later. to be alive and for her to be dead later. I but think that would I don't be, think they would do I that. I think that would be bad writing and I yeah. think they know that. Um I don't think that they can bring her back. I, I don't I don't think that they can not bring her back at yeah. least in some capacity. Yeah. Eleven has to train up to that. Exactly. Mm. And it's also, like, they also can't immediately reveal that everything is fine. Yeah, they're like, have a big hu- running hug and everything. And she's like, thank yeah. you for saving me, Eleven. Because, like, this season does end narratively different than the previous seasons. Yeah. Where it does end and everything is, like, kind of bad. Okay to a point at the in the previous seasons. But, like, yeah, exactly. Like, at the end of this season, things are still bad. Like, yeah. they haven't, they've won the battle, but they, they I mean, still have to fight the war. And the entire town is, like destroyed basically yeah Yeah. so like they can't deliver on that follow-through with max until next season because then it's not gonna be satisfying you just immediately get satisfied again no you have to work for it yeah and you it's gonna it's probably gonna be really cool like yeah vecna's like got her trapped in some mind palace and she helps 
kill, oh, yeah. like, you, help kill him. With, you can yeah. tell her brain is somewhere special right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I hope she's not stuck in there for too long, though. Give uh, Max powers. Give Max powers. So we move to um, the, like, school where they're doing all of the, like, charity work. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robin brings up all of their stuff and, like, is talking to the person behind the desk. Was anybody else picking up vibes between Robin and this Melissa person? Yes. Yeah. Like, Robin being the main person who talks, even though it's, like, Mike's stuff or, or like, whatever yeah. and stuff. And then she, like, looks at her special and I was like, oh, okay, so we're just oh, going to so have Robin and Melissa. date a new person. And then we see Vicky again and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, well. Well, that's fine, too, I, I guess. I'm still going to be a romance truther yeah. because she spent whole the whole season with Nancy. And so we see Robin and Vicky and Steve's ship is thriving and he seems very thrilled it's about very, it. It's yeah. very good. He's a proud mother watching his young <laughs> baby lesbian. Yeah, blossom. Steve is just like, listen, my thing didn't work out, but at least yours is and that's yeah. nice. Uh, okay, so then Dustin sees Eddie's uncle and has to talk to his uncle. I just think Gaten is so talented. Gaten is so good. Like, the tears in his eyes, the, like, tremor in his voice. I was, once again, bawling my eyes out through this scene because, like, Dustin can't really talk about it with anybody and, like, no one else, but this is the most important person to talk about it with. Yeah. And, like, he gets to tell this the only other person who loved Eddie as much as he did, that he died a hero. Yeah. And um, it's perfect. And I am going to cry if I think about it too much longer. So I'm I know. I'm, like, that. literally thinking about, like, Eddie's death and Max's death. And I'm like, so anyway. Um, and then it was fine. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah. Uh, although I do want to thank the TikTok editors for doing, you know, the part where Dustin is like, <laughs> I've never even seen him mad. And them doing a, like... Super cut of all the times Eddie was like screaming and yelling. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that gave me some joy, and I yeah. appreciate that. If life isn't funny, it's just true, and that is unacceptable, as Carrie Fisher once said. Exactly, bestie. So they're cleaning up Popper's cabin for what reason again? They don't to have, live there. They don't oh, have just to live go. there. Oh, it's not like the uh, oh, like the buyers and stuff. The buyers don't have a house. They live in California. Well, oh, yeah, because the Wheeler's house is okay. Yeah, no, the buyers don't have a house because okay. they sold their house when they gotcha, left gotcha. Hawkins. Uh, so eleven. Who's living there now? Eleven will and and Jonathan need somewhere to stay. Right. Gotcha. That isn't Mike's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Jancy breakup question mark? But then they don't. Yeah, they don't break up, but, like, it does leave that window of, like, Nancy gets to decide what she wants. Remind me, did, was, because Jonathan wasn't honest about the college thing, right? No, he was not. Gotcha. Then Eleven keeps the door open three inches, which we called before we even knew that Hopper was showing up, we were hoping. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's such a cool detail that, like, she leaves it open here and it directly mirrors that house in season three. Mm -hmm. But then I was rewatching 102 last night when she's in the house with Mike. She's too scared to shut the door. Mm, oh, right, yeah. right. And, like, it's just so cool how little things like that have been, like, threaded through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we see that Will can still feel Vecna. So the upside, and, you know, we see that I want to talk, I have one other thing that I want to talk about, but I want to get through the rest of this first so that we can have a longer <laughs> conversation about it. But, you know, Will has the iconic neck shiver yeah. shot, and we see that the upside down is, like, just here now because, like, all of these things are, like, dying and stuff, Yeah. I guess. So the last thing that I had that was up a little bit, what we get the reunion between Hopper and Elle, which is really yeah. awesome, um, which, you know, we've been waiting on, and I think Millie does a really awesome job again, as always. Yeah, Millie does great. David does great. I love the, like, emotion to it, and, like, the bitchin' callback was yes. really good. Yeah. Pissed off about the um, the fat jokes thing. Yes. Someone um, be nice to hop about his weight was my last one. Yeah. Um, I don't know when your article's coming out, but you should talk about I'm, it. I'm actively working on it, so it should be out. When does this podcast go up? 
Wednesday. So, uh, and yeah. This probably, si- like, very close to the same time. This week it'll be up. And I'm just writing a whole article about how, um, drop the fat jokes and let, uh, let's just celebrate Hopper's dad bod. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it feels so unhealthy because everyone, he's just like, hey, look at me. I've lost weight. And I'm just like, dude, you're emaciated. He you literally starved. are so unhealthy. For eight months. It was awful. Don't try it. Don't tell the people who are watching this show that this is, like, something to aspire to. No. And luckily, like, David said, he's, he's he would never do that again. Yeah. And then I also, on a lighter note for this scene, I mm-hmm. really do like, I love that she's having, Eleven's having this emotional reunion with Hopper, and then she hears Joyce outside, and her face lights up, and mm-hmm. I'm like, those are her parents! Yeah. yeah. And, um... Raise them together! The little joke about Joyce going to her conference. Mm -hmm. Like, that was really cute. I love it. Byers Hopper family, I will protect them with my life. Thank you. I love Max so much. I love Eddie so much. But if we had lost one of the Byers, even Jonathan, I would have been so upset. Because that would absolutely upend... Their whole lives. It would be awful. Yeah. Yeah. And then I love the, like, everybody marching out and watching the, like, ash from the upside down, Mm -hmm. like, spill out. And, um, I like the, I like the hill scene with, like, Eleven walking up to, like, face it. and Yeah. Because, like, she is the, she's the chosen one, but she still has her support system around her. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then everyone has a role to play. And they're all interestingly paired off, um, along the hill, because, like, there's Nancy and Jonathan, and then there's uh, Mike and Will, and like, and then Joyce and Hopper have this really cute handhold moment, and like, it's a really, despite the dire circumstances, it's a very satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. And like, the Duffer Brothers said they drew upon the end of Empire Strikes Back with, um, like, the heroes have suffered yeah. a blow, but they're all united they're still, still and they yeah. have a plan to defeat the bad guy, or that they are. Full of determination to defeat the bad guy. And I just thought it was really, I like, despite everything not being, like, A-okay like it has been in previous finales, I still felt good about the ending. Agreed. Yeah. It felt like a good ending to what I assume was just a two-part sort of set yeah. of seasons. Well, yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like... Yeah, it was very Empire. You yeah. know, it's setting up the next one where we're like, okay, this chapter's closed, but the book's not done. Like, the, the first three chapters are, like, solid installments of themselves. And then you get that that fourth and fifth, like you said, and yes. it's, those are more of a unit with each other than the previous half have been. But Jason Rothenberg found quaking. Yeah. <laughs> and one. One. No. Uh, um, what a terrible note to end this yeah. podcast on. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to say about also about season five is that they have said that they're like kind of just really jumping in, and I'm really hoping that there is at least a little bit of domesticity beforehand because that's always my favorite part of the season. I think even if they jump right into the action, they'll still they'll still weave those moments of domesticity and like humanity and like relationship moments into the story. Yeah. Um, because I feel like they're really good at carrying it through the rest of the season, despite like things going to shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there are still quiet moments throughout each season. Like the the moment with I don't. I don't need to get specific. I just feel like they're very good at it, and I think that uh, I'm not too worried about missing that, because I feel like they'll leave it in. They're usually quite good at the balance. Yeah. So I trust them. Um, I'm just like, when are we going to play D&D next season? It doesn't feel like we've got the time. That's going to be So you're going to need to bring that in. Yeah. Oh my god, in that would D&D probably be game. the final, oh my god. The final thing is them yeah. playing D&D. And then, like, everybody's playing, so, like, Joyce ah, and Hopper. It's all good things. Max... Steve! It's, it's gonna things. end like Star Trek. 
Like, Star Trek The Next Generation ends on a poker game yeah. that they've been playing for years. Who's the DM? Will? Like, Nancy keeps stealing Steve's dice. Yeah. Yes, Will gets no, to be Will the DM. Be, yeah. yeah, but Erica is also there. Yeah. Erica's oh, there sure. for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, that's what I want. <laughs> Thank you. Manifesting. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. And uh, if you feel so inclined, we'd love for you to review this podcast wherever you're listening to or just tell a friend. That'd be great. If you're a fan of The 100, we talk about that show, too. We did seasons four to seven as they were airing, and we're doing uh, seasons one to three to go back to the good old days and get her done. Uh, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we have covered seasons one to five. We have an episode for every single episode of Riverdale, and um, season six is almost over, so you're going to want to catch up before the final season. Um, if you're a fan of Loft, uh, we did... Uh, seasons one to three we're almost done and we have a spoiler section at the end and guests over there so you definitely want to check that out uh, you can follow at the aficionados all over the place our patreon like i said earlier is patreon.com slash the aficionados we really appreciate your help you can follow me personally at robin e jeffrey that's r-o-b-y-n-e-j-f-f-r-e-y pretty much everywhere and you can follow me on twitter at Tania, which is b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-a with an underscore and you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey's, which is S E M C A S E Y S. I have a check mark now. Oh you my do. gosh! This bitch be verified. <laughs> the next thing you see on this feed uh, is going to be our coverage of this season, season four, and that's going to start in 2023. We do not have a, a specific date for you since it's so far away, but that is when it's going to start. And um, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks. See you real soon. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.